It's DBZ, it's all about fights, dog. What the fuck is you, stupid? Low. And super dope. Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. So a little bit of a different episode today. I feel like I say that a lot. Are they all different? Because I feel like more times than not, they're all the same. Anyway, a little bit of a different episode today. Uh, We got spoilers for Chapter 80. Chapter 80 will be out uh, in about 36 hours, okay? From when I'm recording this. From when you're hearing this, about 30 hours, I guess. So, um. I want to run through some of the spoilers quickly. I don't want to get too, too in-depth on them because I'm going to do a full chapter review with a couple of the boys this weekend. The second half of this episode, or I should say like the last uh, 80% of it, is actually audio from a Twitch stream I did last weekend where I basically pick through some angry Dragon Ball tweets. But let's do chapter 80 first. Um, Granola and Gas, part two. That's the name of the chapter. They're getting... Super creative with the chapter names the last six months. Uh, Granola and Gas fight some more. Granola goes back to his copy trick and gives Gas a pretty good fight. Uh, Alec shows up to the battlefield, takes a pendant off of uh, Homeboy's head, Gas's head. And he's like, you know, un- unseal your, your inner instinct. Release your instinct. That's what he says. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's that? You take a take a piece of jewelry off the dude's head. Is that like a a reference to Broly and the jewel that controlled him? Like, kind of kept a damper on his uh, inner power or whatever. <sighs> so, gas. He like mentions you know gas failed forty years ago, uh, and let this get the best of him. And now that he's the strongest in the universe, he should be able to control it. So no hint that Gas made a second wish. I'll point that out. Maybe it's still to be revealed. Maybe he was off uh, doing something else. I, I don't know. But no instance or hint of Gas having made a, excuse me, Alec having made a second wish. So uh, I guess we'll see. Um, Gas and Granola, their fight, I mean, the back and forth of it is basically that Granola is better at using these techniques than Gas is. And Goku and Vegeta point that out a few times. Um, Gas, at certain point, takes so much of a beating that he uh, transforms after this pendant comes off and unseals his, releases his instinct. He transforms into uh, a big bulky version of himself with uh, walrus tusks coming out of his forehead. That's probably the best way that I could think to describe it on either side of his forehead. Instead of walrus tusks coming out of his mouth, it's the sides of his forehead. So that's now the third gas transformation. Cool. Um, Manito makes a comment about it being the same form that he assumed 40 years ago versus Bardock. Uh, There's actually a question as to like... um, like, what happens? And I figured, oh, okay, here comes the Bardock flashback. Nope. The one dude who you'd think be able to give the details of the flashback uh, blacked out. He got so scared, he blacked out and probably pooped his pants. Pants poop. Scared. So we don't get a full-on Bardock flashback. However, once Gas goes into this berserker rage, I got tusks on the side of my head for him, and starts kicking the crap out of everybody, Granola... Vegeta, he goes after Vegeta almost right away. Uh, pretty, I, I think they're trying to draw parallels between Gas and Vegeta now for whatever reason with the whole, um, you know, sacrificing your ego thing. Uh, you know, like two sides of the coin. Vegeta embraces his ego and, and Gas abandons his ego and takes on this hideous monstrous form. Vegeta takes on a hideous monstrous form when he embraces his ego and ultra ego earlier in the arc. I I think that's what they're trying to do. I I don't know, but he goes right out, Jeets, and Goku goes to save him, blocks a, a strike, a hit, a, a punch, whatever. And uh, Gas looks at him and he's like, oh man, you look just like that guy who kicked my ass 40 years ago and has a PTSD flashback. So uh, 
uh, as a little homage to Bardock uh, using some kind of spirit cannon-esque move, similar to the one that he used against Frieza, uh, to sort of, I don't know, beat, <laughs> for lack of a better word, gas. I'm not sure how this battle ends. Because again, we haven't seen the, the chapter in its entirety. Uh, we've only seen maybe three panels of that Bardock stuff, and it's pretty heavy on the homage to uh, to the Bardock original television special. So, And then after all this happens, uh, Alec approaches Gas again and uh, tries to help him rein it in, and he's like, you're the best little brother. You can control yourself, right? And then he regains his control back to his uh, big Gas adult form. Uh, he still has the tusks on his head, though. Less monstrous and freaky deaky. Uh, yeah, those are chapter 80 drafts. So, I said it last month, or last week, or whatever, or a couple weeks ago. I, who cares when I said it? You know what I'm going to say. It's not fun to just be negative about Dragon Ball. The story is not very good. Uh, the way in which this story is wrapping up, especially, is, is bad. Like. I don't know, man. Like, at least the camaraderie of Goku and Vegeta and Vegeta having to learn the spirit vision to be able to defeat Moro's ultimate, like, energy binding, I've become the world now technique. At least that was an okay-ish ending in comparison to what we're seeing right now, man. But it's not fun to make a podcast where you just bitch about shit. So, I'm not going to do that. Instead, what I'm going to do play you twitch audio from last week where i bitched about twitter so the spoiler some of the light spoilers not the full draft summary had come out at this point but i think it was last friday or saturday we've been i've been trying to do more twitch the last couple of weeks we've watched a few kung fu movies like bad old ass kung fu movies from the 70s uh like the wu-tang collection stuff on youtube so we've done a handful of those i watched one with gb the other night and i'm gonna continue to do those uh, but I, I really enjoyed doing this Dragon Ball stream of consciousness, consciousness thing that I did, probably because it's so similar to what I do in this podcast anyway, even when I have guests. I just fucking talk the whole goddamn time. Uh, but I read these chapter 80 drafts, and I was like, man, this fucking story sucks, man. And I went to Twitter, and uh, the consensus was like one of two things, right? Everyone's pretty much in agreement now, by the way, that this arc is ending poorly, like very poorly. People are pissed at how this arc is wrapping up. I'm no longer that lone fucking voice at the end of the coal shaft or whatever. Coal shaft? Mine shaft? Mine? Is that what I'm looking for? Mine shaft? I'm no longer that one sole voice screaming about how much this sucks. Everybody is now after this month. Woohoo! Hate to say I told you so. Uh, but I went to Twitter and... People who weren't fans of how this was wrapping up, again, the majority of people, were greeted with like one of two responses uh, from like some of the more prototypical Dragon Ball fan types. Uh, it was either, it's a show about fights, dumbass. What are you, stupid? Or like, uh, it's a show for little kids, dumbass. What are you, stupid? It was one of those two things. I, I forget exactly what I say on the tweet stream thing that I'm going to play in just a moment, but. It just pissed me off, bro. It just reminded me of all of the reasons why I hate so, so many Dragon Ball fans. And I put out a tweet that got, like, the most Twitter attention I've gotten in a, in a minute. Like, you know, 25 retweets and, like, 50 likes. That's big news for me. So, fuck you. Anyway, it said something to the effect of, like, just because a television show is made for 10-year-old kids in Japan doesn't mean it's incapable of telling a good story or that you should expect that story to be bad. Dragon Ball's made good stories in the past. You know, people who can't make the distinction between those two things are Dragon Ball fans that I don't want to ever have to interact with because it's likely that you and I do not have anything in common outside of the fact that we probably know a lot about Dragon Ball, but for two completely different reasons. Uh, big brain Dragon Ball nerds, serious fucking plague in this uh in this fandom i actually think i have a whole other separate rant brewing about that one coming up in the future but 
Uh, yeah, a little bit of a different one today. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, go follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash super dope pods. There is a link in the show notes and you can come hang out. Uh, you'll hear me uh, calling out members in the chat throughout. I've cleaned up the audio a little bit for some breaks here and there, long, awkward pauses. But um, yeah, you'll hear me read people in the chat. You'll hear from regular people like Rayshawn, Marcus, uh, Cygnus was in there. I think a few other people. I think maybe Jacob's not by, but um, yeah, I, I think it was okay. Mainly because it was me yelling about how much I fucking hate everybody. So enjoy it. Talk to you soon. Probably on the other side of this audio. I don't know. Super dope. So let me start from the top. Uh, Cygnus. Uh, who else is in here? Rayshawn. Jacob. I think uh, my boy Maris Woods is here. Hey, everybody. Earlier today, I started tweeting some shit, right? I saw the uh, the chapter 80 drafts, I believe. And uh, I got real annoyed. I'm going to close this door. I saw the chapter 80 drafts. I think it's 80. And uh, I got very annoyed with what we're about to see in this upcoming chapter. Because it seems like it's going to be another waste of time filler chapter. Uh, like we've seen the last few months. So I tweeted some shit, right? I was like, I forgot what I said. I'll read it to you. But <laughs> uh, it, it was like one of my more uh, viral tweets. And by that, I mean like 25 people liked it and agreed with me because like three of my more popular Twitter friends like liked it and or retweeted it. Shout out to uh, Aunt Grimulia and Napoleon the Legend. And maybe a few others I'm not thinking of. Yo, Marcus, what's up, baby? Welcome in, baby. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. So it's from my, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, what's the best way to say it? It's a Twitter account I have a love-hate relationship with because they do report very accurate Dragon Ball news, but then they also do some dumb shit. So that's, that's the disclaimer I'll give you before I pull up this Twitter account because I don't want you guys to be like, oh, Kyle trusts it. So I'll trust it too. Don't trust these fucking clowns. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I believe it's DBS Chronicles. Uh, search Twitter. DBS. Let's see. There he is. Quality Twitter account. They, rec they report quality news, but they, they do some like weird clickbait shit sometimes. And that's why they have like, you know, 25,000 followers almost. Um, so, yeah, spoilers for Chapter 78 if you're not into this. Uh, let's see. Okay. So a few people said that they have not seen the drafts for chapter uh 70 what is it 80 fuck dude i don't know how to count anyway uh let's find a better version of these drafts though but so this is the the tweet that sent me into a frenzy today okay like this tweet if you think the manga has become boring lately or hate me in the comments i personally want this fight to end asap I imagine everyone who might be watching me in this chat right now says or knows that this is exactly how I feel. This manga has become boring. Not just this chapter here in January 2022. It's been boring since like September, October. It's been bad for the last few months. And when I say it and I fucking make a big old... uh you know, stink about what these chapters are doing. A lot of people are like, you're a baby. Why do you, why do you hate Dragon Ball so much? Which I get like, yeah, why, why make a podcast about something that you fucking ultimately loathe? I don't look to loathe Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. It's one of my favorite things of all time. So to see another arc go down in a very like anticlimactic way it's uh it's not great and now all of a sudden three or four months into this anticlimactic ending people seem to be waking up to it and they're like are you mad retweet if you're mad and i'm like dude i've been mad i've been mad dude and i've been mad and y'all fucking been telling me i'm an asshole for being mad Okay, so like th the whole like 
people suddenly waking up to the manga being bad, it just, it just drives me nuts. It didn't just become bad this month, it's been bad the last few months, and now you finally realize. But when I say it's bad in the fucking first month, it's bad. People are like, you're being a bitch. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, gas, I could read your moves now. This is bad. That granola is taking too long, which is why Gas is getting familiar with his techniques. What do you know? Every single Dragon Ball battle that I've known in my life. I've seen a lot of quality Dragon Ball battles in my life. I've probably seen more bad ones. This is fitting into the column of bad ones. Um, been born for a few months. Way, way to go me. I'm going to like my own tweet. Ready? Fuck, did I fuck it up? Let me try again. Way longer than that. I see you, Joey B. Joey B, I don't care about what your uh, Dragon Ball opinions are. You literally print pictures off the internet and put them on t-shirts for like $70 a piece because people are dumb enough to pay you that. Uh, this is what happens when you have to wait a month for the next chapter of a story. This is Dragon Ball, you know. This is a formula that has worked for several decades and it's going to keep working going forward. If you grow tired of it, you're likely outgrowing it. This is the tweet that set me into a motherfucking frenzy today. Like, my blood pressure has been through the goddamn roof since that is a formula that has worked for several years and it's going to keep working going forward. If you grow tired of it, you're likely outgrowing it. First of all, Christian, shut the fuck up. That's first, because nobody cares about your opinion about anything. Never mind a fucking storied uh, IP like Dragon Ball. Second of all, don't tell me what I am and am not, uh, what I am outgrowing or what I'm not outgrowing. That's probably the better way to say it. Don't tell me. I tried to be very diplomatic in my response. I agree in most respects with that, meaning all of this shit that I just yelled at you about, which was a lot, but I'm trying to be diplomatic. You know what I'm saying? Something Dragon Ball fans could fucking afford to learn. I agree in most respects with that. But monthly releases versus a weekly release. The formula needs to change a little bit to keep us invested month to month. I feel like they've taken the last three months off. True. The month of December, you may as well said like, yo, it's Christmas. We are busy. Here is some stuff of them fighting. That's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. That boy, that Darius guy. Darius, what a name. Same. Nothing in this arc to me is interesting at all, and it's sad because after the way Moro ended, I was pretty excited to see what happens next. Which, by the way, Darius, cool name. You were excited to see what happened after, after Moro? After Goku does his whole fucking, I'm like the size of an energy, I'm an energy like size mecha robot stature dude to like wrestle Earth Moro back into the Earth. Like, when that shit came out, I was like, you know, it's figurative, guys. That's just, like, his energy taking on a formation, and it's, like, done strictly for the visuals. But, like, the further away I get from it, I'm like, nah. Goku became, like, a giant energy robot to crush Moro. Toyotaro and me would not be friends. Uh, anyway, but ever since the fight with Granola started, it's just got more and more boring to the point where I've dropped the manga altogether. I haven't dropped the manga altogether, but I feel like I fucking should. Uh, what's up, everybody? They kind of power-scaled out our heroes. I don't know what people want. That's from Rayshon. I think Vegeta... Uh, I think made a, a Vegeta win. I like Gas, though. Maybe because I imagine him being a black guy. <laughs> it's funny you say uh, Gas might be a black guy, because the la one of the last Toyotaro interviews, he like makes a reference to the fact that all of the Hedas have, like, Failed dreadlocks. <laughs> like, he, I think, I think Toyotaro wanted them to be black guys too. But Gas is so one dimensional to this point. There's literally no reason as to why I should want to give a shit about him. Um, let's see. If Frieza don't show up at the end of this arc, it'll be utterly, utter pointless. Like, literally no point so far. Yeah, there's very little point. 
I mean, I don't think Frieza will show up. I wish he would. It would probably save the end of this arc if he does. And I'll shut the fuck up if he does show up. Because uh, I think it'll throw a completely... It'll be like a third act miracle. But it'll definitely give me uh, a, a different kind of perspective to appreciate. This has been a very two-dimensional story. Like, Granola wants his revenge. I got it. I want to fucking make a million dollars. You guys want to watch that story too? Uh, yeah, I've been defending this arc, and overall I like it, but it is getting boring. I hope something interesting happens soon, because Gas ain't doing it for me. Yeah, like I said, Gas is... I mean, Rayshon wants to believe that he's like a black guy, which is totally cool. I'll go with that narrative, but the black guy whips out some like energy uh, axes, spears. I don't know the other words. Harpoons. What are the words? Manito healing Vegeta gives me hope. Manito's a bitch. You heard it here first. He's a bitch. Last chapters were boring. We may have got a surprise at the end of chapter 80. If my theory is right, Vegeta fans better get ready. Better get ready for what? To Vegeta to fucking continue to stand on the sidelines? I don't know what the exact quote is, but we've been given some information that will uh, lead you to believe this arc in the manga will wrap up around the beginning of spring. So April, May, somewhere in that area, probably just before the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie releases. The end of this arc is coming very soon. So the idea of Frieza coming back in very little time for that to happen. Even the idea of like Goku and Vegeta somehow stepping in after the fact, like if Granola burns his power out and they step in to get a win, even that is becoming less and less likely. Especially, I was talking with this uh, about this in the Discord earlier with the boys. They give you that one Bardock flashback. I think it was October of 2021. So just three months ago. And they have set it up ever since to have a, a part two to that flashback. So if we're going to get a Bardock flashback again at some point in either February, March, maybe April. That means everything going on in the current day is going to have to wrap up fairly succinctly. And we've already got the idea of defeating gas and then eventually a lek after the fact. I, I don't know, man. I don't see Frieza coming into this. I don't see Vegeta or Goku getting very heavily involved at, in the conclusion of this arc. And it's just made it fucking infinitely more boring. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm telling you, this is from Rayshon. I'm telling you, it's going to be fast kill. He's going to kill Alec. You, you, you're saying Alec, like my friend Alec Brown from the third grade, but it's Elec, like I'm made of electricity, Jamie Foxx, Electra style. I just went and saw Spider-Man again for the second time in theaters. I'll tell you what, man. Second time's even better. Uh, Rayshon, I think it's going to be a fast kill, something at the end. He's going to... Oh, it's basically the same thing that he said before. Word. Well, I get that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, whatever is going to happen, I agree. It'll be very quick. But I just don't think that... It's going to potentially involve people like Frieza. I don't think it'll involve Bardock coming back from the dead, which is something I've routinely seen people suggest for whatever reason. Like, it's borderline disrespectful how often people suggest stupid shit like that. And I think that's like one of the red flags that I've kind of established for uh, Dragon Ball fans that are either very new to the fandom or just like Dragon Ball fans in general that I don't want to be friends with, you know? And that's largely what my day has been today, is uh, I tweeted something in response to this Twitter thread we're picking through. And uh, it wasn't really in response. It was like, I read it and I tweeted my own thing. We'll look at it in a second. But this thread set me off. Like, so much of these Johnny-come-latelys are all of a sudden pretending to give a shit about a quality story structure and it's only because 
they've decided to beat them over the head again this month with some more drawn out fighting that we've we've already kind of seen for the most part. It's it's a very frustrating uh, set of circumstances. Give me one second, boys. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. All right, so we're gonna keep going through this Twitter thread, uh, mainly just through some of these main responses that got me uh, like the most pissed off earlier. And then we'll look at my own tweet, which I feel like my own tweet is sort of like gonna be the, the main focus of this podcast piece today. Uh, because it's, it's, it's genuinely frustrating to me how people are so quick to dismiss shitty stories that's that's the nicest way simplest way i can put it uh this whole arc was garbage just mfs using the dragon balls to become the strongest not entirely wrong this this gar this arc was a lot of garbage and it does lean into that idea of like why don't they just wish to be the strongest guy like this arc finally does that thing that joke we've all been making for years since we were kids so in that respect, it is a little garbage, but it's also kind of cool to see it actually play out. But uh, I feel like that's the least egregious part of this arc. Uh, I feel like the most egregious part is trying to make us give a shit about two brand new characters that you haven't given us any time with outside of like on the battlefield. Uh, Granola a little bit, but gas. Why do I give any shits about gas? Uh, Marcus in the chat. I just wish we had some depth to a story for once. They always start with a promising idea and then drop the fucking ball. Marcus, I can tell you've been listening to Dragon Ball Super Dope for a very long time, and I appreciate that. Uh, you're right, though. This orc starts with a lot of promise, and they definitely borrow very heavily from the idea of like Sephirians and Baby in Dragon Ball GT. And trying to like recycle a race that the Saiyans had extincted themselves and they come back for revenge. Like all the building block all the building blocks at the start of this arc are certainly there. Uh, and it's just frustrating that they've devolved to you're strongest. No, I'm strongest. No, you're strongest. No, I'm strongest. I used the Dragon Balls to be the strongest. Well, so did I. I also used the Dragon Balls to be the strongest. Well, you're not the strongest because you're holding back. Well, I am the strongest because I'm not holding back. Like that's I just I just summarize this arc in twenty seconds. You're welcome. And then there's this motherfucker, Steven. What's up, Steven? How you doing? Why are you Gaia complaining about how they got their power when every other villain started out overpowered or got powerful in a short time spans since Z? LOL. And Granola is one of the few new characters that have an important role in the story and can actually keep up with them. Steven, my friend, I've got some terrible news for you regarding the end of this arc and Granola's fate. <laughs> it is almost a certainty Granola will not be around after the end of this arc. If they were to wish him back, that's the only way I can see him coming back. And I would be very surprised if that were to happen. Uh... But yeah, just again, just because a guy is strong doesn't mean that he's like uh, helping produce a quality story. Bro See Broly. Really isn't that bad. Gas has only had his power for like three chapters for like three chapters. Three chapters is three months, a.k.a. a quarter of a goddamn year. No named guy. Uh... And seems to be getting pressed anyway, so it's not like absolutely nothing is happening. The Saiyans are in the backseat because they know this isn't their fight, so I don't get the issue with this fight. First of all, I would argue and say that it is their fight, especially because Gas has already kind of laid down his claim for hating Bardock and recognizing Goku and being like, that's that Saiyan son, oh good. This is a little bit Goku's fight. It's a little bit Vegeta's fight by proxy. Like, he's the reason all of this badness has happened, him being part of that destroyer Saiyan race. Not as much Vegeta. I'll give him that. Granola, though, like, he's got every reason to want to fight uh, to protect his fucking planet. Maybe not specifically the guys that he's been working for for the last 30 years, but 
Maybe that's more of a Manito thing that I have a problem with. Let's see. Exactly. The fights are good. The choreography angles, but it's not what it should be. The fight should be more destructive. There are two characters fighting to see who is the most powerful in the universe. Man, that is a very poorly worded tweet that I will not give the time of day to. What else we got? Personally, I kind of excited for the fight to continue. At the same time, at the beginning of the arc, I was like, quote, man, I really hope they don't give a granola a lot of screen time. But now the events have changed. Dragon Ball fans are not very eloquent people. It's a miracle that I can put together sentences. Never mind these motherfuckers. I like it, TBH. TBH is one. Of, I almost thought about doing this thing for 2022 or the end of 2021 of like phrases and internet slang that needs to be retired because you feel like a dickhead every time you use it. Uh, definitely on that list was the word goaded. That is what inspired the entire list. This is this anime is goaded, bro. Oh, this anime is greatest of all time, did? Yeah? Okay. Word. Cool. I'm glad it's goaded. Another one of those words, though, was definite, or one of those phrases, I should say, was TBH. This kid here, Andy, way to go, Andy, used TBH pretty honestly or pretty uh, effectively, uh, appropriately. Most people use TBH as like a weird filler way to make their tweets less of fucking offensive maybe not offensive but like less abrasive to be here try to feel this way to be honest no shit you're being honest you're tweeting it dickhead uh i'll shut up uh look at this cool piece of art i'm still excited for what may happen elect twist however it's pretty apparent that the arc is very close to an ending about 84 which is april so it's going to be difficult to wrap up all the events smoothly i am expecting a fight twist gas winning and then ui granola ui granola all right, I'll, I'll I'll imagine that Granola and Elect, excuse me, Granola and Gas effectively take one another out, and then we have to take care of Elect. Elect didn't make the wish, uh, assumedly, so Goku and Vegeta can take him out and still get the main hero win. Uh, Rayshon, the best thing they can do is take Goku and Vegeta to a different universe and do a little reboot on the story formula. I don't disagree with that. I wish like. Tournament of Power is the most frustrating thing in the world to me because they gave us a bunch of new universes and a bunch of new characters and a bunch of, like, all the excuses in the world are the universes to go explore these places. And then they were like, all right, next story, Broly's back. Cool. The story after that is a space ram. Yeah, the arc itself is kind of okay. I do like the lore it gave, though, especially since now GT has an even higher chance of becoming canon now with the lore this arc. Shut up. I get it. Like, this is how I feel reading through Twitter arcs. Like, a lot of people think that they're fucking really smart, but it's like, no shit. I was always interested more in Elect than anyone else. To, to TBF, to be fair, to be honest, same thing. To be fair, to be fair to who? Why'd you, why'd you throw in that TBF? To, who are you being fair to? Yourself? To a Lex? Lex a fictional character. I think the facts that Dragon Ball is a monthly manga hurts the fans. Best point I've heard all day. Fights like Piccolo versus Goku and Frieza versus Goku. Ha, fights like Piccolo versus Goku and Frieza versus Goku had 10 chapters worth of fighting minimum with no expedition. Because Dragon Ball is all out and you can binge read it. I think two chapters to fight in a monthly manga is fine, retrospectively. I see complaints that Gohan versus Kefla is too short all the time, as it was read retrospectively. It's all ball good, of course, TBH. Just want more elect. I don't entirely disagree, but it's 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 comparing apples to oranges when you say things like uh, you know, Piccolo versus Goku fight or the Freezer versus Goku fight. Frieza versus Goku fight is probably your most um, understandable comparison because it is too long. Anime, manga, way too long regardless. But again, to go from a weekly chapter to a monthly chapter, like, do you guys think that the monthly chapter or the weekly chapters were as long as the chapters we're getting each month? Because they, they aren't. The chapters you get in a monthly Dragon Ball manga back in the day are 
fair, probably about half the length, a little bit more maybe, than what we get in a monthly manga. It's uh, it's it's not a fair comparison in terms of the length, and it's not a fair comparison in terms of the release. Well, it's but to think that they are is is just silly. Uh, so again, going through this Twitter thread kind of set me off the goddamn rails today. I've read a bunch of responses, uh, and I kind of want to read my own thing, but let's check in on the chat. Uh, Marcus, what about the stronger universes that were exempt from the tournament? Why wouldn't they explore some of those potential characters? Exactly. Exactly. Have you been listening to Dragon Ball Super Dope for a while, my friend? I feel like you might be, because I've been asking for that exact sort of thing. Why would you give me uh, the, the hope or the opening to go out and explore all of these new characters or universes or whatever, and then immediately pull me back to Broly. A lot of people think that I was down on Broly as the, as the last movie because I just hate Broly. And like, they're not entirely wrong. Broly is not a good character. He's better now that super has done him a, a, a bit of a favor, but I was more mad because why are you going to set up? Why are you going to tease me with the hope of like a new story and then immediately bring me back to the thing that you've already made three movies about? It was aggravating as hell. So, you know, that helps me kind of um, subsequently catch a Broly hater reputation. But it's not even that. It's just I, I hate the writers and like how often they have to go back to the nostalgia well to keep us invested. Uh, Rayshon. Literally the only way to bring in stronger people and new story ideas. I assume he's kind of talking back to Marcus, which, yeah, that's, that's how you keep Dragon Ball interesting. And give me new characters with new things to care about. Granola taking a wish on the Dragon Balls. Not great. Not great. So this, this thread today led me to, uh, you know, make this one tweet. I was so mad. This is the tweet. Hot take. Just because Dragon Ball is written for 10-year-old boys in Japan doesn't mean it's incapable of telling a good story or that the story is supposed to be inherently bad. I don't understand how more people can't make that distinction. I, I feel a little sad that I didn't read more comments about, because there are comments in that thread about how, like, how it's unreasonable to expect more from Dragon Ball because it's made for 10-year-old boys. It's either that or it's like, the story's not going to grow up with you, bro. Why don't you grow up? The story's not for you, bro. It's for little kids. If you listen to Super Dope, you guys know I regularly say, this is a story meant for 10-year-old boys in Japan. Not even 10-year-old boys in this country. 10-year-old boys in a country on the other side of the goddamn world with a much different upbringing than us. Just because... That's the way it's marketed or approached or whatever does not necessarily mean that they're incapable of making a good story. They've made good stories in the past. It's this weird Dragon Ball Super has been this weird balance of like trying to do some new things evidenced by things like Beerus and Whis, Hit, Universe 6, Tournament of Power. Those new things from Dragon Ball Super, I feel like those were all done very, very well. The moments wherein they try to lean into this to the nostalgia, like the Future Trunks arc is a really good example. Although, even there, I like Zamasu and Goku Black. I like those ideas. But, but you could even argue that Goku Black is a nostalgia play as well. Another evil Goku. I didn't have those in a movie and a fucking... Uh, not filler arc, but yeah, getting you taking over Goku's body, Turles being an evil Goku, like even the way Dragon Ball Super did that was pretty well. It's the times where they try to be like, hey, what's up? Our 30-year-old plus fans are going to love this is when this 30-plus-year-old fan is like, the fuck are you doing? You're wasting my time. If it's done in like a quick one-off fashion, I guess it's not as bad. See things like the Arale Dr. Slump episode, baseball episode. Like, Super's very capable of doing very good things, but 
I don't know, man. They take the easy route more times than not. Anyway, Bulma smoking. Pretty cool, right? Uh, I don't think I got any really good responses to this. Oh, I made a clarifying tweet because I, I didn't think it was specific enough, you know? Clarifying tweet. Corolla arc is ending badly. Every time I bring this up, it's either, it's DBZ, it's all about fights, dog. What the fuck is you, stupid? Or, it's made for 10-year-olds in Japan. You're old now. What the fuck is you, stupid? Get the fuck off my planet. Chris Brecky, friend of the show, he found us a few months back and has been a very uh, adamant supporter since. He says there's truth in both sides. I think the middle ground being, quote, keep in mind the target demographic when criticizing, much like you're not going to put the blues clues on the same level as the Godfather. Sure, Chris brings up a pretty good point. Blues clues made for kids ages three to six uh, versus the Godfather made for hopefully a fully matured, matured uh, adult mind or whatever. Uh, the biggest problem with Dragon Ball Super is that it targets not just those 10-year-olds, but legacy fans as well. What we've been talking about. Being that the IP itself is over 30 years old and the marketing constantly targets those legacy fans with nostalgia. So, Dragon Ball Super is fair game. I think I see what you're saying. I see uh, Dragon Ball Super is fair game for criticism, I think is what you're saying. When it's all said and done, like, let's see how the second half of Dragon Ball Super goes. But when it's all said and done, I feel like Dragon Ball Super will be a much more highly regarded series than it is in current day. Because what it does so effectively is takes the cool action and sci-fi elements of Dragon Ball Z. Arguably, uh, obviously, I should say, its most popular um, iteration or series across the world, not just in Japan. It takes those sci-fi and action elements of Dragon Ball Z. And combines it very effectively with the comedy and the pacing of Dragon Ball. Uh, take those two things together, put them, uh, and then add in a, a dash of like nostalgia uh, for characters that we've known and loved for like like this tweet from Chris says over thirty years now. Yeah, yeah, I think this series, I think this series is going to be much more highly regarded in retrospect than it is in the current day where. It ended very abruptly, and now we are all anxiously awaiting its return. Um, but again, just because a series has the ability to draw on nostalgia doesn't necessarily mean that it, that's all it can do effectively. It doesn't mean that uh, it's doomed to fail. Like, that's what I feel this tweet implies. Like, because it draws on nostalgia so heavily, it's like, what do you expect, bro? And Chris, I, I love you, man. You're you're a great um, you're a great Dragon Ball fan, and you can I, I understand that you understand where Dragon Ball comes from and can respect it for what it is. But with that said, last week me and Reese did a deep dive on Cobra Kai season four, and one of my favorite things about Cobra Kai is that it it draws from the nostalgia of the Karate Kid movies. And like it uses it as a launching point. It uses those nostalgia uh, references, uh, inspirations, whatever, and it it uses them to be able to launch off into a better story or a better character arc or whatever. Dragon Ball Super, when they use nostalgia, it's mostly just like, "Hey, remember that? That was cool, right?" And that's where I get a little frustrated with things. Uh, let's see what this chat's saying. Uh, Marcus, they literally started the tournament of power with the gods of those universes fighting each other. Very true. Something that we were robbed in the anime. I really hope Dragon Ball Super does like a a re uh cut, like almost like Dragon Ball Z Kai would be, I guess. And they do things more accurate to the anime, so we get to see like the, the cool thing, like the god of destruction. A tournament before the tournament, Goku, uh, excuse me, Gohan versus Kefla, things like that. Uh, Marcus, let's be real. They brought Dragon Ball back because the generation that grew up watching this series now have purchasing power. 
You are correct, sir. When the series came out and whatever, we'll say Dragon Ball Z was 89, right? That's the year I was born, but, you know, the series was in its heyday, its highest point before coming back as Super, you know, about 30 years ago. So the fact that we're all grown up now and have disposable income, true. Like, that's a reason to bring it back. So much to the point that the Japanese government was like, we'll give you a 10 billion, 10 billion, 10 million uh, yen grant to go make a new Dragon Ball movie because we know it, it will be good for the economy. Um, yeah, the fact that we now have disposable income doesn't hurt, but it's also always kind of been that way. Like They've never stopped making Dragon Ball merchandise in those years, even without uh, a new series. Like It was exponentially popular and uh, probably still pretty lucrative for them. So um, let's see. Gotta take a sip of this. Got a dry cotton mouth. Do you think some of these issues get ironed out in the anime? We know there could be large differences between the two mediums. So, Marcus, good question, man. I have. It, it's strange, man. I talk about it on the on the show a bit. Dragon Ball Super as an anime is in a very unique position. Because there was nothing preceding it. No comic book, nothing. Same sort of position that Dragon Ball GT was in. And that's what made watching Dragon Ball Super week to week uh, a very interesting experience. Because we had genuinely no idea what was going to happen. But now that when the anime comes back, it will be following this manga. I mean, I hope it takes some liberties in just trying to make the story better. Maybe cutting out some extra shit. Although you wouldn't expect an anime to do that. You'd expect the anime to do the opposite and try to pad shit out, you know? I do hope it gets better, though, when it makes its way to the television. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, but, like, even... Given the fact that Dragon Ball Super wasn't based on a Toriyama comic book, it was based on couple of movie arcs and then whatever the hell Toei as an animation studio wanted to do afterwards and Toriyama was like yay or nay basically I feel like even though that was the circumstances they did a pretty nice job Dragon Ball Super is not the worst series it's got some arcs that end terribly Future Trunks arc I'm looking at you now in the manga Moro that arc ended pretty poorly Granola I am now looking at you as well I don't know what the anime would do to try to iron out shitty endings from the manga once it's taking cues from the manga. So, I don't know if that kind of answers your question, Marcus, but I, I hope it does. I, I don't know. Dude, where's that kid who talks some shit to me? I'm going to find him. Oh here, oh, here we go. So I was watching Spider-Man today for uh, the, the second time. I was like, you know, looking at my phone, being social a little bit, a little bit more than I typically am in a, uh, in a movie. And then I got this Twitter notification and I read it and I was like, this bitch, I'm going live on Twitch tonight. Just a bitch about this kid. Christian Kudichan. So I guess, I guess I responded to something else. So let me, let me read the whole thread. EBS Chronicles gives us the thread. This is what happens when you have to wait a month for the next chapter of a story. This is Dragon Ball, you know. This is a formula that has worked for several decades and it's going to keep working going forward. If you go tired of it, you're likely outgrowing it. Just because something is formulaic doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, bro. I saw this shit and I felt like that heat in the back of my neck, you know? I got a little bit like, what the fuck do you say? I got a little hot. And I said, I agree in most respects, because we all know that it's a fucking show for 10-year-old boys in Japan. I agree in most respects with that, but monthly releases versus a weekly release, the formula needs to change a little bit to keep us invested month to month. 
I feel like they've taken the last three months off. Yeah, trying to adapt like a weekly manga uh, strategy in terms of storytelling to something that you see once a month. Not a great idea. People will lose interest. You'll probably take the easy route in terms of a stale storytelling thing. You're like, last month they fought. Well, they, they're fighting this month, too. As opposed to that happening between two chapters in a week, 10 days. Now it's 30 days they're still fighting. And this just continues to add on, tack on to the dragging sensation. Uh, this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I agree in most respects. It's not going to change. Target audience for Dragon Ball are people aged 7 to 14. Thanks for the news update, bro. Common Rider never steps its game up because its target is 4 to 6. On Panman and Pretty Cure and the like follow suit. All of these shows comics stay in their lanes. They're trying to grow. Or do you mean, I think he means they're not trying to grow. They're not trying to grow because they don't need to. Diehard fans outside of the demographic, uh, and they love it for what it is. It's okay to outgrow these stories, as many people do. Don't expect these stories, however, to grow with you. They have more than 30 years' history to show you that they won't. So I'm not going to say that Christian listens to the show, because obviously he doesn't. Uh, Cygnus says, by the looks of it, they think Dragon Ball can do no wrong. I mean, yeah, the, the way that this dude has kind of phrased it, it's like, if you don't like it, it's because it's not your demographic, and it is what it is, and it's worked for a long time, so you're wrong for not liking it. Or maybe not even you're not wrong. Maybe it's not you're wrong for liking it. Maybe it's more like, if you don't like it, it's because it's not for you anymore. Here's the thing, man. I've watched Dragon Ball all of my life. I've gone back and watched Dragon Ball. There are earlier arcs, earlier stories in Dragon Ball that are um, pretty well written, pretty satisfying, pretty well done. And I felt that way when I was eight. And I felt that way when I was 30. Just because something is geared toward a certain demographic doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be bad. And this arc, or at least the end of this arc, I feel like it started off very promisingly. The end of this arc has been bad. There's really no other way to say it. I don't care how much you like gases, cool energy weapons. I don't care how much you like granola sniper shot finger bangs. It's not, it's not a good end to this story. They've given us a little bit of hope here and there, but... With them kind of putting the, um, with them giving us the idea of when the end of the season or the end of this arc is going to happen, like we know it's only going to wrap up, uh, you know, a limited amount of ways, none of which look to be very good, unless they pull something completely out of left field. But this person to be like, if you don't like it, it's because you don't get it or it's not for you. It's like you're implying that just because it's meant for 7 to 14 year old boys that it has to be bad. Dragon Ball is capable of telling good stories. Okay? I think this is the this is my this might have been the tweet to kind of to kick it all off. Uh I mean, yeah, there's a difference between what you just described and a bad version of what you just described. Just because it's written for kids doesn't mean it has to be bad. This arc is bad. Like 70% of it. Maybe a little bit less. I understand how demographics work, though. So, thanks. You're going to have hits and misses, you know? Everything isn't going to be a banger, especially for an older audience. I get it, bro. I'm old. What you consider bad very likely isn't bad to the intended demographic. Japan isn't complaining about the story. Different strokes for different folks. I don't know this kid. All right. I don't know this kid. I don't know Curry-chan 21. I don't know if he speaks Japanese, reads Japanese. But based off of his one tweet about how Japanese fans don't hate it, am I meant to believe that 
He has zero anecdotal evidence about even like one person who disagrees with how this arc goes in the country of Japan. I imagine he doesn't speak Japanese. I imagine he can't pull that anecdotal evidence about whether people are enjoying or not enjoying it. But I'm a, a weirdo old guy who it's not for. And I should shut up because uh, Jap- he, he's not aware, at least, of any Japanese people complaining about it. So, yeah. You specifically not having any anecdotal evidence of Japanese fans not enjoying this arc does not absolve it of having of it having a crappy third act. I literally tweeted that while I was sitting in Spider-Man. I was so fucking mad. Want to show me otherwise? Go ahead. And I got a follow-up tweet. I definitely responded to this. Want to show me otherwise? Go ahead. But this want to show me otherwise? Go ahead. Tweet. Yeah, let me go pull all the opinions of all the fans in Japan. BRB. I tweeted that while I was peeing out of urinal. And he said, he'll wait, he'll wait, he'll wait, because he obviously realized how fucking ridiculous his claim that he obviously couldn't back up was. Like, I get wanting to be the guy who's too smart to enjoy Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is a very easy thing to shit on, especially given how much further, uh, you know, it's it's ancestor animes whatever you want to call them it's offshoots it's offsprings especially given how like far some of those stories have gone and how in-depth they can be it's super easy to repeat the dragon ball 30 years after the fact just because it's easy to rip into them as like a legacy kind of anime does not mean that those legacy anime stories were bad And I don't know, like, again, I'm happy to have a new Dragon Ball, sure, but at the cost of, like, bad Dragon Ball stories, like, I'd rather not, honestly. Hot take. I read this already. Just because Dragon Ball is written for 10-year-old boys in Japan doesn't make it incapable of telling a good story that the story is supposed to be inherently bad. A clarifying tweet, which I'm not sure if I read. I'll read it now. Gorilla arc is ending terribly. It's all about fights. What the fuck is you stupid? I read this. I did get one response from um, from my buddy Mister Fusion. I just can't seem to find it. But Lance understands what I'm saying. He too hopes that this arc will end in a, a positive way, but is not hopeful for it. Uh, it's I don't know, man. Uh, Cygnus. His argument, I don't have proof, but you don't have proof. I don't have proof. <laughs> Yo, that was a very perfect, succinct way uh, to, to line up that kid's argument. You don't like it? Well, you're wrong. And I'm like, oh, I'm wrong? Okay, cool. I don't think that I am, but it's like, well, fuck you. You can't prove that I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Uh, Marcus, also... I think it's total bullshit to look at Dragon Ball as a strictly Japanese product. It's a global juggernaut that just happens to be in Japan. Um, yeah, you're not wrong, dude. I, I feel like, uh, especially with um, the last few years and the movies, trying to bring them as close to a global release as they can, I don't think that they think about it as a Japanese exclusive product anymore. You think about things like them adopting the American spelling of the name Broly. That's a really good example of them making the attempt to, um, you know, make it more of a global brand as opposed to a Japanese specific brand. But that kid in his tweet, too, like he said the thing, he's he's like, you know, they're making it for 10 year olds in Japan, but they're also making it for us legacy fans. And that's like the most thing that's like the closest thing that he said to like a coherent valid thought <laughs> for me on Dragon Ball Super. It's um, it's a show that totally relies on nostalgia, obviously. 
it, it hasn't always leaned in so heavily that it's just been a nostalgia trip, though. Like, they've done some things originally. Uh, again, things like Battle of the Gods, U6, Tournament of Power. But the, the nostalgia things they did borrow from, sometimes they overdid it. And, and to the detriment of the show. I, I don't know. I think the way in which it's viewed from like a production perspective, I think it's probably still made in mind, you know, with, with you know, young Japanese children in mind. But you can't, they totally, they don't totally eliminate us international fans who are in our 30s or 40s now or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know if I did a great job expressing my frustration with Dragon Ball fans. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I would, if I had to put a number on it, I would say I probably hate like 80% of Dragon Ball fans. Like four to five Dragon Ball fans I meet, I'm like, oh, you like Dragon Ball? All set. But that one out of five is a Brandon. Like me and Brandon would not be tight if it wasn't for Dragon Ball. And we both had that in common, you know. When I was growing up, some of my best friends in elementary school and middle school, we became tight because we both had Dragon Ball in common. But now being an adult, more cognizant of how people can be and, you know, a revitalized fandom with the new material coming out. It's made me have to get to know Dragon Ball fans in different proximities, primarily through the internet, but the way in which I have to get to know them, it usually only takes a couple of, of statements or tweets or Facebook comments or whatever it is before I'm like, oh, this is somebody I do not like, <laughs> even though we both love Dragon Ball to like the end of the goddamn earth. We love very different things about it. Some people just love that nostalgia stuff that this kid's talking about and that I'm a fool for being upset about falling for it, but not getting a good story based product like I'm on the asshole for them. That's one version of the fan. The other version is like the, um, you know, excuse the shorthand, but like the prototypical Broly fan who's like biggest muscles, biggest punches. I love him. He's the biggest guy. Those are the kids that I didn't get along with in elementary school. Uh, and then there's people like me who are. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like to think that. It's the relationships between the characters that keeps me invested in this story. The fights are cool, sure. But it's seeing what Goku and Vegeta are going to say to each other next on their long fucking winding road of life together. That keeps me interested. And like maybe how Piccolo shows up or Tien or or Yamcha or, or Krillin or somebody else pops in to, you know, give their piece like shit like that is the reason that I continue to come back to Dragon Ball. And it's all very character based stuff. They've shown it's possible to make good stories from this world, from these characters in the past. And uh, I don't know, the last two arcs, I feel like they start in very promising places. And they just kind of putter out by the end because they're like, what do we do again? Oh, that's right. We're Dragon Ball. Power up. Punch harder. Power up again. Punch harder. There's a Dragon Balls. Make a wish. Yeah, Marcus just summed it up. Growth. Plain and simple. We like growth between characters. And that's the other thing that's inherently awful about this part of the Dragon Ball lore or timeline or us being Dragon Ball. However you want to look at it is all of the story that we're watching right now is still supposed to take place between the end of Boo and the end of Dragon Ball Z. And like we all remember the end of Dragon Ball Z when Bulma's like, damn, Goku. You're a shitty friend. You haven't talked to me in like five, five, fucking six, seven, eight, ten years. What's your problem? You're an awful friend. He's like, yeah, my bad. I'm an awful friend. 
But lo and behold, they had all this God shit. Planet-eating goats and galactic patrolmen and snipers from space. Space snipers, if you will. I don't know. Growth is what we need very desperately. And uh, I imagine I will line up this uh, audio with um, an intro bumper, outro bumper maybe, to try to make it a little bit more coherent. But uh, if you're in the Twitch chat, I appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to me ramble about Dragon Ball for a little while. Uh, it's very annoying that the story is um, ending so poorly. But the way in which it looks, like it, it'll wrap up in or around April. Then the next quote-unquote arc will be this Dragon Ball Super superhero thing. And uh, yeah, I imagine an anime return announcement happening very soon. Maybe for July, maybe for October. We'll see. But a weekly anime will certainly be good for a podcast again. So look forward to that. Um, all right, it's going to do it. I'm not going to watch any other bullshit. Actually, it's going to go pee. Maybe uh, make something to eat. I don't need anything to eat, but you know what I'm saying, dude. I'm just a little uh, set. I'm going to go eat my feelings. All right. Love you guys. Talk with you soon. Subada. See, wasn't that fun? What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you you'd have a good time? And now you're here on the other side of this audio. Listening to me talk to you about how you knew I was right. I told you it'd be fun and you were unsure. Just try new things, baby. Well, you try supporting us on patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope and uh, get access to some of these episodes early uh oftentimes video versions of us as well for whatever reason in case you want to look at some ugly mugs you consider that a thing that you'd want to pay for is that a thing people would pay for i don't know man looking at our faces our faces dude uh you could also support the show uh, cash app coffee coffee or ko-fi who cares links are in uh Links are in the show notes. Yeah, we could use all the support uh, you could offer at this point in time if you want to keep the show going. Singing songs for you. All right, I'm going to stop before you decide to not to support the podcast. I don't be sad. Dragon Ball, it's happening all the time. That may have been the most anticlimactic way I've ever ended a show. Dragon Ball that happens all the time. That was a little bit better. Okay, talk to you soon.